join Connie Battery and Lucifer as they discuss all things beautiful prepared to be dragged to hell. Are you thinking what I'm thinking, D1? I think I am, D2. It's podcast time. If that or I hex you. Oh, don't make me hex you. No, no, no. We combine our hexing powers. And unleash it on the world. Which, I mean, given the way the year's gone, I don't feel like it needs the encouragement. I know. I feel like the world needs to gather every bit of sage it can. <laughs> and burn it in a giant bonfire in each country. Everywhere. Cover the world in a smog of freaking sage. Let's smudge stick the hell out of this place. Yeah, that's what this needs. 2020 needs an exorcism. That's what it needs. An exorcism? So, what religion will exorcise it? Because that's usually just Catholics. And I don't trust the Catholics. <laughs> Not given some of the topics we've talked about so far. Speaking of which, Little Pebble. Uh, back in the news again. Uh, if you want to know more about him, go back and listen to our discussion about the Order of St. Charbel. Episode 3. Ooh. Welcome back. To drag, drag to, to hell. hell. <laughs> <laughs> With me, Mistress Monstrous Connie Baffery. And me, the Queen of Hell herself, Lucifer. Ooh. I am excited for today's topic. Aww. It's near and dear and close to my heart. Every witch bitch has their focus. Every witch bitch has their, their branch that they follow. Yes. Today's mine. Yes. And what is that? Voodoo. Ooh. Voodoo. I knew you liked stabbing dolls. <laughs> who do voodoo, Lucy do? Ooh, who do voodoo? Who do voodoo? Haitian voodoo or benign voodoo or oceanic voodoo There's or New Orleans? So much voodoo, but um, I I specifically have learned under like Haitian, 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 Haitian voodoo. Mm. Well, it's a very interesting religion. Like, people, first thing people think as soon as you say voodoo is voodoo dolls. Oh, killing chickens. Zombies. Oh, no, it's not all that. It can be, yes. but it's not. And the dolls are not, you're going to stab someone through the chest and they're going to feel it. No, 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 no. A gree-gree does not work like that. No, and if anything, a voodoo doll is somewhat um it's like it's more like a peace of mind thing yeah it's like a poppet in a sense because it's a vessel to hold the spirit of someone who has passed not someone who is alive that kind of stuff is done more by a bakor which is more santa maria than voodoo yeah yeah. See, and like a voodoo doll in my experiences is <sighs> the way it was explained to me was it's a comfort thing. So by taking out your frustrations on the doll with a specific person in mind, you're you are wishing negative things upon this person, but it's 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 like therapy. Yeah. And that's because voodoo has has a focus on positive and negative energy. That it does. Like, it's not, oh, we're going to kill a chicken to put a curse on someone. <laughs> that's a different branch of 
voodoo itself. Yeah, like there's different branches of Christianity, there's different branches of... Wicca. Wi- Wicca, like... Crush McGrath, yeah, things like all, that. It's all, it's all a different. And it's all interesting. Like, I know some people, some of my indigenous friends who, they know people who are Gundaja men, which are the warlocks of Aboriginal Australia, to put it in a simple term. It's a lot more complicated than that. But they're the people you get to, like, point a bone at someone and things like that. But it's a whole different area Mm. of Aboriginal Australia that's not really spoken of. But no, so, what do you know about voodoo? Well, first and foremost, voodoo is a religion. That it is. It's not witchcraft, it's not anything like that. It's not something to add to your repertoire to make you edgy. Yeah, and it's not something that you can be truly defined. Voodoo is just an umbrella term. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it originated from Benin in Africa and spread because of human trafficking and slavery. It did. And mo- it's mostly practiced now in Haiti more than anywhere else. But there's like, I did a bit, I knew a bit already, but I did some research and like. I didn't know, like, in 1685, when the French owned Haiti and a lot of, like, Oceania and that, when they brought the slaves over from West Africa, by law, they had to be baptised as Roman Catholics within eight days of arrival. Yeah. And that's... It doesn't surprise me that that happened, because it makes sense. I just didn't know that it was a legal... Yeah, requirement. to remove the connection to the, the, um, bloody, oh, I've just had a mind blank. To their roots? Yes. Yeah. The others. Because, and what was interesting, it wasn't until later that the Catholic Church deemed voodoo as an occult, satanic, and barbaric religion. Like, that's only been a recent... Definition by the Catholic Church, which is, I find it horrible that one religion condemns another. Like, all the religions all teach peace and love, mm-hmm. yet they can't follow that one rule that they set down. Which is why I don't trust Western or standardised religions, yes. I suppose. Yes, the, the, the big ones. Not even, even some of the smaller ones, like some of the cults and that, I still don't. I wouldn't trust their religious beliefs. (laughs) We've covered some of that. Yeah. Although, as I said in last week's episode, Scientology doesn't sound so crazy after learning about it. No, I'm not going to run off and become Tom Cruise or anything like that. I'm going to stick with my voodoo or yeah. Well, that's one thing. Everyone misspells voodoo all the time. Everyone goes V double O D double O. That's the voodoo child. That's a band. <laughs> no, it's a song from a band. Is but it? there was a band called Voodoo Childs. Oh, uh-huh. lame. But the Rogue Traders had yeah. Voodoo yeah. Child. I um, am your voodoo child. Yeah. Your voodoo child. But like, so there's, there's Vodun, which is the one that. I yeah. know most about. Which is the benign. benign. <laughs> the Benin. The Benin one. And then there's Voodoo, which is more commonly spelled as. V double O D O U or V O D O U, yeah. depending on the literature. Yeah. And like there's about nine different variants of mm. how to spell Voodoo. Yeah. And they've moved. A lot of old literature used to spell it the V-O-O-D-O-O way, and they're trying to steer away from that because it has so many negative connotations attached to that world. Excuse me, I have some coronavirus sniffles. I'm good. It's dusty in this room. I have coronavirus. Take it or leave it. Um, 
But yeah, and you think about it, think about like pop culture and where voodoo pops up. Like even in American Horror Story, as true to some of the rituals that are done, it it is still very uh, inaccurate. Inaccurate and spoon fed for the people. I don't think spoon fed. I think more. What's there's a word I'm trying to think of. For lack of a better word, stereotyped yeah. to suit that genre of movie. Yeah, it's like oh, voodoo is like the big bad. And... Yeah, but the thing is, voodoo, like all religions, as I said before, teach love and peace. That is its main focus. Yay. Like, if I wanted to, I can go into the Catholic theology and discuss about how God turned people into pillars of salt and earwax and things like that. Oh, God, that's gross. Like, that's also in Catholic religion, but voodoo, like that, only has a small little part of that. Yeah. And what I love is voodoo is one of the oldest religions. Like... Indigenous Australia has the oldest religion. You could call it a religion, but I don't think it's truly religion. I think theirs is just... I think Aboriginal Australia is a life. It's not, this is a god, this is that. They show respect to everything. Yeah, they show the respect to the land. And and voodoo is very, very similar. I guess... I guess. Because you have... But also, they do have the deities. Yeah. Um, I can't speak on behalf of, like, Aboriginal... Yeah. Like, followings and stuff, because I don't I don't know anything about the subject. Yeah. Um, but I, I know that with voodoo... And the Fon people, um, they do <clears throat> have deities that they follow. And there's a lot of them. Yeah, but um, the main one, which essentially, if you're going to compare it to another religion, is God, I guess. Yeah. But this makes more sense to me than a god. Yeah. Than God himself. Yeah. Is, is variously called Mawu or Mahu. Or Bondi. Yeah. Or Bondi. But it's a female and she's portrayed as an elder woman, usually a motherly figure, which if a god is going to be something, it would make sense to me for it to be a mother, a giver of life, a beginner, a maker, a creator. But what I love is that they're ambivalent to human nature and we they don't get involved. No. They're just what was there. They're the omnipotent being, but it has no role. It's just done everything. Yeah. And that's what... So essentially it's been done. We don't need to go on about it. Like, yeah. They, they know what they're doing. She hatched her babies. Let them go out in the ocean of life. Yeah, and that's exactly it. And I think what makes a lot of Western religions demonize voodoo is because it is multi spiritual. But if you but if you look at it again, I'm comparing to another religion, but it's the only way to make it simpler for people, is that if you look at like the Loa or the Awa Yep. Depending on the different branches. Yep. The spirits are no different to a saint. No, exactly it. Like, you have all the different saints for love, health. Like, Lazarus is the saint of resurrection and death. Well, you also have the closest one, I'd say, for voodoo. You've got a few different ones, and it depends. Mm-hmm. But you basically have different saints. Yeah. 
Well, for different like, things. I was just talking about Malu, the the mother. Mm. Um, people pray to her in when she when they're distressed or going through bad no. times. So everyone should start praying to Malu because twenty twenty is harsh. Yeah. Um. But so, from what I follow, she bore seven children. Now I'm not going to butcher the names, but I will put them up on our Instagram. Um, but essentially, there's the Vodun of the Earth, mm-hmm. Vodun of Thunder, which is associated with divine justice, the Vodun of the Sea, the Vodun of Iron and War, Vodun of Agriculture and Forest, and the Vodun of Air. And the last one is the Vodun of Unpredictability. Yes. So, they're essentially the the saints you're talking about. Yeah, and then there's the they're lower their children and yeah. things like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and the family tree just keeps going down. Yeah, there's like a plethora of them for everything in life. Yeah, like there's one for masturbation. I read. Yeah. There's one for going to the toilets yeah. and things like that. And it, yeah. So sorry, I I misspoke then. So there's the Mawu and then. These seven children. Yeah. And then that branches down to the saints you're talking yeah. about. And it just continues on. Yeah. And what I like is the lower are essentially in charge of the realms. Like yes. you've got Miste, which is for mystery, and Zebe for um, the invisibles. And the invisibles are more like the powers, the forces of life. And then you got those anges, which are angels. Yes. And then you got your deceased ancestors and things like that, which do play a big role in Voodoo. Yeah. Like they play such a massive role. And they kind of all live in that, with that family in Ghana. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but there's so many different ways of pronouncing these things. On the different branches, so I've my research. I focus mainly on the Ben, the Benin, and the Haitian. Yeah. So like the Fon tribe. Yeah, the Fon, and then like the ha- Haiti has this all the same things, just different yeah. pronunciations yeah. for them, and it's. Where it gets confusing for people, I think, is because of all these multi-spiritual facets, they don't seem to get that they're no different to other things, they're not about evil, they're not about things, but when it comes to, like, I don't know, it's hard to put some of this into words without quoting other sources directly, but you can say the spirits, their main role is to serve life. Yeah. Like, there's, they're not there to make your life easier or harder. They're there just to have life working. And that's a very common thing with voodoo is when... And this is why I don't often talk about my followings of voodoo is because usually people straight away go, oh my god, I need you to put a hex on this person. I need you to make me rich. I need you to get me pregnant. I need you to do this. It's like, that's not how voodoo actually works. Yeah. The thing is, voodoo is a selfless practice, I guess. So if you're following it as in, like, oh, I'm going to burn a candle and kill a chicken. (laughs) You're just burning a candle and killing a chicken. Yeah. (laughs) But if you want to... It's like with anything, really. If you want to put that positive energy out there... Yeah. But the thing with voodoo is that it's a more of a selfless thing. You can't put that good juju out there for yourself. Yeah. You can put that juju out there for others. Yeah. But also it's kind of a, a selfless thing. Yeah, it's a yin and yang. Yeah. To put positive out yin and yang karma. You gotta put balance out the universe. Yeah. And hopefully the lower or the Iwa or the Fon, there's so many different turns, will hear you and try and help balance out that aspect around you. 
Yeah. They're not going to do it to the world or to anything else. It is for you. Yeah. And, and that's exactly right. And like you were saying before about it being essentially similar to other things, one thing that I do love about um, their deities, the one of the Marvel's children mm. that stood out to me is Dan. Did you read about Dan? I did read about Dan, and Dan goes by a lot of different names. So Dan is Marwu's androgynous son, and is spoken about in Them, They, mm-hmm. so essentially non-binary person, in ancient practices that is represented by a rainbow serpent, who is the mediator between the deities. So they would slither between them to yep. deal with conflicts. To maintain balance and yeah. order and peace and communication, which just that alone is just like wow, this is progressive as fuck. But it's not progressive. Exactly, as we like, regress. Yeah, in society. Exactly, and society has just. And what I like about Voodoo mm-hmm. is that there's lots of things about how people are possessed. When you're born, there's a Loa or Iwa or Fon who is with you for life. It's yeah. your specific one. Like a and, guardian angel. Yeah, <laughs> but this one, a lot say, is, for example, responsible for you being homosexual, you being transgender. Yeah. It's spoken about a lot mm-hmm. in this, in like the ancient roots. So there's lots of people who are trans who are voodoo, but it's not seen as an issue. No. Because that's how the world intended you to be. That's exactly it. And I, I, yeah, I misspoke with saying that they were progressive because, no, we have just fallen behind. Yeah. Like, society has fallen to shit. Yeah. Like, if way back then, in their ancient times... They can accept people for people. Yeah. yeah. Why we regress, because our world has been ruled by Judeo-Christian white cis people who yeah. have said, you're not like me. So you're wrong. Yeah. And we're slowly steering away from that, but it's not a... It's been, you could say, in one way, nearly 6,000 years of regression it's not going to change instantly or harmoniously. No. And that's what is so bad, especially because Voodoo is about peace and harmony Mm -hmm. and surviving. But, and unlike a lot of westernised religions, you can say, there are no, there's, only, like, in Catholics, there's only male priests. Yeah. But in Anglican world, there is only... There's male and female, but that's only been a recent thing. In Voudon, there has always been male and female and non-genderous yeah. priests. Yeah. And that's the thing. And they're all equal, and they all do the same thing. Yep. <clears throat> and I know in Haitian terms... Male priests, yep. I'm going to use for lack of a better word, are Hugon. Yep. And the women are Mambon. Yeah. But it changes with different branches what they're called. But all their functions are the same thing, and their primary function is always one thing. Bring everyone together. For love, happiness, and harmony, and healing. Yep, that's exactly it. That is their main, main purpose. It's not to preach the word of Voodoo, or preach the word of a Loa, or Iowa, or Fon. It's just to bring everyone together and act as a pillar for their community. And, And that's the thing, too. So, like you're saying, everything comes together... And these priests, priestesses, and otherwise, um, 
the the first thing that people think of when they hear about voodoo is like oh skeletons and dead things and blood and like okay <laughs> stuff like that they're just relics or talismans also known as like fetishes here yeah and they use that to put the good energy into yeah so it's a physical thing they're a vessel that that's exactly it and it inhabits that energy yeah and it's a very organized but also relaxed life like you have the hulon or the mambon like the priests and priestesses who are in charge then you got the um choir master who's almost always a woman yeah for doing that then you have someone who oversees all the offerings yeah which is also generally a woman and then you have someone who's there just to check in on everyone yeah to oversee and check that everyone's doing good and that everyone's involved because you don't go there and not do anything everyone has to be Involved. It's such a fun. No, fun's not vibrant. Vibrant. Vibrant event. And that's the thing. It's it's all inclusive. Yeah. There's. I love the drumming. Like when you watch videos and that of, like true ceremonies and that. I love the drumming, the singing. Everyone's happy and involved. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't feel as someone who's go on the church and someone who's also gone on the temple where you got to sit there and you've got to be quiet and you can't get involved. It's such a break from it. Yes, it would be refreshing. To see it. Like, I've also, I've got Baptist, Baptist ministers for relatives and that, and they're more exciting than going to the Roman Catholic Church or going to temple. But this is just a totally different branch of life. And the thing is, you can practice Voodoo and practice another religion at the same time. They do not say you cannot do anything else. This is a locking contract. Yeah. Yeah. Like, And and that's the thing. So I'm not going to say that I follow the religion entirely. I just have a background in being educated about it from a woman who was from Ghana herself, and I spent, like, three or four years hanging around with her, and she educated me about stuff and taught me about, like, yeah, all that I know about it, and it was super interesting to me because I originally went into it with that mindset of teach me how to make people's lives hell and that's not entirely the case and being enlightened to that was it was yeah really intriguing and what I like is because they don't say you can't practice another religion with it yeah when it first got to Haiti through the trade routes, and I hate that phrase, yeah. but when it first got there, it led to Voudon being more underground. Yeah. But as it became, as the French left and they came, it came back to being more mainstream, they adapted a lot of the Catholic saints into yeah. the religion instead of using a Loa or an Iwa or Fon name. They would just use the Catholic name for someone. And as I said before, Santa Maria is... If you were to compare it to what people call voodoo generically, it's more voodoo than voodoo. But it's not dark and cursing and things like that. That is done by a bokor who is someone who focuses only on the negative. So essentially it's like, oh, I'm not entirely sure how it works, but like um, the stereotype of a black witch. 
Yeah. And this white witch and black witch, and it's just like, why? 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 Do you, yeah. Why? <laughs> and Voodoo is very much where the grey witch. Yeah. We're going to put it out there, and what happens, happens, whether yeah. it be positive or that's negative. It. And that's it comes down to the gamble that people talk about. If you want to put the energy out there, the outcome is never certain. Yeah. It can come back at you. It yeah. can go forward to yeah. others. And the priests and priestesses can make potions and things like that, but nothing is a certainty. And that's the thing, like American Horror Story again, you can't throw a jar of semen into a fire and make somebody pregnant. That's not how it works. Really? (laughs) Yes, but that's not how babies are made. So the stork isn't real either? No. They they sacrificed it. <gasps> that makes more sense. Yeah. That makes more sense. Um, did any specific deities get your attention? I think the one that I was drawn to more than anyone, I think, was... I'm going to say Legba. Yeah, Papa Legba. Yeah, just because they're the gatekeeper between the worlds. Like, yes. they're, they keep Earth and the Invisibles yeah. functioning together, and they're the one that allows the lower Iwa Fon to travel between. Like, yeah. it's not... Yeah, I found it very interesting because that crossroads that he guards is a central focus in almost all ceremonies. Yeah, and see, that's another thing that was extremely mm, misportrayed in American Horror Story, is Papa Legba does appear as a character, and he does somewhat do that, but also he's portrayed as this conniving, bad um, kind of entity that comes and is like, oh, you made a deal with me, and it's literal, I'm going to take your soul to the other world. And it's not the case. And it's like cutting back to the Egyptian Gods episode, Anubis has always been portrayed to be the big bad. It's not the case. Papa Legba is not not that. Papa, Papa Legba is just literally, he's just there. Yeah. He opens or shuts the door. That is his role. Yeah. Has no, does nothing else. He is the doorman. Yeah. Essentially, That's at the exactly. Palace Hotel. Like, he's not... He doesn't care what the fuck you do or what the fuck you do. It's just someone's knocking on the door. He goes, oh, okay. Open. Uh-huh. Shut. Yeah. That's it. Because that's the thing. Someone needs to do that job because if the door between the living and the dead stays open... Oof. Yeah. And one thing American Horror Story did get right, though... Was the symbol for leg butt is generally a dick. Yeah, phallus. Yeah. yeah because yeah. it's the gateway of life, yeah. which I find funny because I would think the gateway of life is more the cervix. Yes. I think a cervix would be more of the gateway of life because the semen needs to get through the cervix. Yeah, I guess that would make sense too. But, I mean, then again, there's... I suppose he, if he's the phallus, then Azuriel or oh, what's her name? Mother. Uh, Mawu. Mawu would be the uterus. Yes. So I can see how they are who they are, like symbolically. Yeah, and then that's like I was saying, Mawu is the mother, the the bringer of life, the bringer and maker of things. So yeah. for him to be that, I don't know, daddy figure, yeah. makes sense to yeah. the balance, which makes a million percent more sense to me than one big dude with a beard up in the clouds who made it all on his own because, you know, men can do everything. And on the seventh day, God created the earth. And he never should have. 
And that's when he done fucked up. That was when <laughs> he realized he fucked up. Yeah. Um, but I thought I think it's really interesting, and not many people know this, and I don't know if you know this, but so there's one of them, and their name is Ugwe. Yes. So this ties into something that I thought was really interesting in pop culture, is that Ugwe is the lower of sea and yeah. creatures and the ocean and stuff. But what other Ugues do we know? Ugwe the tortoise master from Kung Fu Panda, which is a symbol of the ocean and the sea. This is where I say I've never seen Kung Fu Panda. Oh. <laughs> so I don't I didn't get what you were aiming at. Shame on you. I've never seen Kung Fu Panda. So whether they intentionally did it, which I don't think it would be a, a figure of chance, like it to be but called Uguay. I, I thought you were getting to like Uguay as in Uguay, the Chi of Life from Avatar, the Last Airbender, yes. the Lion Tortoise is yes. Uguay. Yeah. So, and that's an, that's another example. The closest example to voodoo that I've seen in pop culture is Avatar, The Last Airbender, because a lot of that elemental life mm-hmm. and the spirits of different rivers and all that is yeah. such a cross between Shinto and voodoo. Well, yeah, like I was saying about the seven children. There's yeah. the thunder, the land, the sea, the fire. The, like yeah. they, they cover all that, all the elements. Yeah. If it makes up the world, they've got it. Yeah. Um... But I thought it was really interesting that Ugwe is the name of a character in Kung Fu Panda that represents the sea and stuff by yeah. like being a tortoise. And it's like, okay. But tortoises don't live in the sea. I'm aware of that. But it's <laughs> like the, the, the lion turtle and stuff yeah. like that. And that's two different things that yeah. influence... And a lot of Haitian like, Voodoo communities, because they all... This is the other thing. It's not like your traditional organised religion where everyone worships the one person. Yeah. Each Voodoo clan, per se, yeah. looks at their own specific, like, Loa, Iwa, yeah. Fon, whoever they feel the most connection to. So and... there's lots who look at Ugwe a lot. Yeah, and that's the thing. And that comes back to our Gods of Egypt episode as well. Like, you asked me about which gods are followed where. It comes down to the individual pharaoh and the people that surround it as to which god they want to follow. Yep. Which intertwines with this as well. Yeah. And it just goes to show you that every religion-based following has so many branches. Oh, yeah. Except for... Christianity. Christianity, where there's one big dude and we all follow it. Yeah, they have just the three main figures and it's one of those three and yeah, that's it. You don't have a choice. Yeah. Like Catholics when I used to have to go to Sunday school. <laughs> Interestingly, my family is both Catholic and Jewish, so I've had to go to temple, I've had my bar mitzvah, I've also done my fa- first transubstantiation, so I've had to do both things, but my family has never said you've got to follow a religion. It's just follow what you want. But, like, when, as a Catholic, we pray, we're meant to pray to, like, Mary. Oh. But in, like, Temple, as a person who is Jewish, we don't pray to Mary. We speak to Moses because he is like, because he was a disciple, he's like a spokesperson for Jesus, let's put it that way. Okay. So you speak to him, because you worship both so God, like Mary, middle, and Jesus. Yeah. yeah, so he's all the spokesperson. So you tell him what you want said, and he'll go in. Yeah. He, yeah. And I guess whilst you. you pray to Mary as a Catholic, because Mary bore the, was chosen by God, because she was so perfect. Yeah. And she bore Jesus for him. Exactly. Yeah. For those who can't see, 
except for me at the moment, because I'm the only one else in the room, we kind of had the dick-sucking motion happening there. Yeah. Yeah. But. She knows what she did. Gang banged? Mm, I'm not going to say <laughs> nothing. She just knows what she did. Yeah. Only she knows well, what she did. In Temple, we don't call her the Virgin Mary. She's just referred to as Mary. There's no, there's only, I think, only one reference to her being virgin from my recollections. It's been a long time since I've been, like, to temple and things like that. I could just imagine a little baby Connie Bathory in Sunday school. We didn't have Sunday school. We had Hebrew school. Um. And Sunday school. (laughs) (laughs) I had both, okay? It was a very confusing situation. And this is why Connie has mental issues. No. <laughs> I say the Conflict. Real... Internal conflict issues. No, the internal conflict issues from being someone who has grandparents, great-grandparents who were Nazis and great-grandparents who were the Jews running away from the Nazis. Oh, dear. That's where the internal conflict comes from. <laughs> and if you look at that in the sense I of Voudon, yeah. that's my ancestors being in conflict not creating a balance. Yes. And again, in Voodoo, that makes a lot more sense than a lot of other things. I mean, is there no balance or is the hostility a balance of its own? I think it's a bit of both. <laughs> 50-50. Depends on the day. Yeah. Some days the Nazis are stronger than the Jews and then other days the Jews are stronger than the Nazis. Yeah. But in the end, that's my heritage, and I can't change it. No, exactly. I'm, and then I've got the Catholic and the Jews, and Catholic Jew, and then I've got Baptist, freaking missionary I'm family so members. I, I'm so glad I got to like dictate my own. I raised myself. I was. I'm glad I got to dictate where my life went. Wow. Yeah, naughty. Oh. <laughs> Temptation. Um, <laughs> She's stroking yeah. a spring. The spring, boing. But the ceremonies of Voodoo is where people get it so sensationalized. Like the ceremony, yes, there is an animal sacrifice, but it's a sanctified animal, mm-hmm. and the specific animal is chosen based on the lower Iwa Fon that's being yeah. focused on for that energy, for that thing. Because say there's a couple who've been together and they're having trouble conceiving, mm-hmm. well, then they're going to bring something like a rabbit yeah. that doesn't have trouble conceiving yeah. to then... And that's the thing. Each god had a specific... Animal counterpart. Yeah, so it's like, okay, if you're going to invite... A vegetarian to a barbecue, you're not going to give the vegetarian meat. No. You're going to give the vegetarian what they want. Yeah. Like, it's it's the same deal. If, you're want, if you want to increase your chances of conceiving a child, like you said, you use something like a rabbit. Yeah. Not specifically a rabbit. No. But, but you could use something like a rabbit, because some... we all know that rabbit's fucking... <laughs> like, there's no tomorrow, and they pop babies out left, right, and I've owned rabbits. I know. <laughs> they just spray babies everywhere. Same as guinea pigs. I love my guinea pigs. I used to breed guinea pigs. I don't anymore, but I used to, and they were my favourite little things because they're so smushy, and I love their little faces. She smushed them with her hand. That's you. You squeeze the guinea pig. I don't have guinea pigs. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> And, like, as I said, there is the animal, but it's the transference of the energy of that animal. Yeah. It's not, we're we're bleeding the animal to give blood to the lower. It's not. It's giving that energy. Like, a snake would be used sometimes, from what I read, because its body absorbs negative spirits. Yes. So, if there's... And trouble, like, I was reading a lot about, like, people who have some mental health issues, like mm-hmm. schizophrenia and that, because as I said before, one of the main purposes is healing. Yeah. They sometimes would get a snake 
and they would hold a snake near the person's face and in the hopes that it would take on the energy for that lower. And see, that's why a lot of the time voodoo is portrayed with usually those live snakes in their play yeah. or stuff like that. Like, mm, another example in pop culture is Tia Dalma from Pirates of the Caribbean. And yeah. in her hut, there's, like, snakes in the rafters, there's snakes on the floor, there's things moving in jars, and that's the thing. Snakes absorb negative energy. So mm. to have snakes all yeah. around your hut would make sense yeah. because they're absorbing the negative yeah. before it and can affect They absorb you. the negative because their venom breaks down that yeah. negative energy, and I really love that because I like snakes. I think it's cool that they had that understanding of yeah. snakes having venom and how to justify that how to uh that's not the word i'm looking for reconcile reconcile that yeah it's very again it goes back to balancing that energy it's not about just killing an animal for sake of killing an animal and that's the thing the more we talk about these topics the more i'm just like there are so many intertwining connections all over the place and another religion or belief or following that has animal sacrifices like nordic times like vikings yep well a lot of the time because i my per i can't even put a a name to the branch of religion or energy craft that i focus on because i draw a lot on everything around me yeah but with a lot of the greek gods they all have their animal counterpart. So say, I don't know, your focus is on the goddess Diana. Yep. Her animal counterpart is the stag. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to anger her, you would kill a stag. Yeah. But if you wanted to please her, you would help that animal. Yeah. Like, you're not doing it. And it comes back to that balance thing. Yes. A lot with the Greek gods is if you just you always hear in like pop culture you displease the gods. So we've got to sacrifice a virgin in the volcano to appease the gods. See, and I'm I'm really excited for our Greek gods episode because I don't know that much about them. It again is like the Egyptian gods. There is so much, and I'm gonna have to cull it down to like just a couple to focus on, and I'll probably focus on Olympia. Like, the gods of Olympia. Yeah, cool. Or I could focus on the gods that created the Earth mm. and the wind spirits and things we'll like that. find out then. But, Spoiler alert. Yeah. The gods of Greek. The Greek gods. The Greek gods. Is a topic upcoming. Yeah. You asked, we will supply. Yes. But the ceremonies, like, there's... A structure to them. Yes. As we were saying, like, where the structure is, like, where it is held. They're either held outdoors, if they can, or if they can't, they're in a dedicated enfant, mm-hmm. which is, the I saw a few different ones, but that's the easiest one for me yeah. to pronounce. And it's basically a ceremonial space with yeah. a central pole. Yeah. And that pole plays such a major role because it's representative of the pillar of the community. That's exactly And that. there's a movie that's just come to mind, and I can't remember what it is, where they go into a voodoo temple and they smash the pole in the centre. Oh, and all these spirits come out of it. It's a horror movie, and I can't think what it's called. I... If I recall, I'll post it on Instagram. But I know there's a movie... And it's how it starts off the zombie apocalypse. Oh, well. Because someone smashes. That's what you get. Yeah. But again, that's pop yeah. culture. But at least that's somewhat accurate to Voodoo. Because zombies do exist in Voodoo, okay. but they're not as people perceive them. Because during the ceremony, someone will be possessed by the Iwa or the Loa, but that's because the human body is made up of the Tibonjon. Mm-hmm. or the two halves. So you've got the consciousness, and then you've got 
the psyche, the memory, intelligence, and all that. And so when you're possessed by a lower, it's taking over, like, the psyche and the memory. Yeah. And during that time, you astro-project. Mm-hmm. Like, you're still there in the room, but you're not in your body. The lower is using your body to provide that advice, warning prophecy and things like that in that case it's not a bad or negative thing to be possessed yeah like a blessing and something good and possessed isn't even the right word but the actual word that's used i can't pronounce in (laughs) english french haitian french i can't pronounce it it's such a yeah it's so interesting and then all around like what I have at home, I have altars, mm-hmm. and they call the altars pet. Yeah, and each altar is to a different lower, and that's where the sacrifice is made. It's not made everywhere; it's made there. But the blood from the sacrifice can sometimes be used and painted on people in the hopes that they'll be possessed by that lower. Yeah. So it's kind of like encouraging the... Come to this person, not... Yeah, come to these people first. Yeah. I think there was recently a documentary about Voodon by someone. Maybe. Mick Mosey, maybe, or whatever his name is. Michael Mosey. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't... I don't like him that much, so I don't know, but I think I've seen it on ABC iView. And he's generally pretty accurate with his things. I just find him annoying and patronising. <laughs> Irritating. Yes. He's like Louis Farouk. I hate him. Mm. I want to punch him in the face so badly. <laughs> he annoys me so much. But when you're possessed by the lower, that's when you become a zombie. Yeah. So as you're not a dead thing that's come back from the the grave yeah it's it's you're still a living being just not in 100 percent control of Mm. yourself yeah so that's zombie yeah but then people go oh they raise the dead and things like that they don't raise the dead in voodoo they might a year afterwards want to speak to someone who's yeah passed away so they ask the lower to bring that spirit to someone so that someone can get some resolution to someone's passing or... And often with those kinds of things, with ceremonies of celebrating death, um, it'll often be... They'll often connect it to a place so that if they do want to speak to someone who has passed, there's a specific tree or there's a specific landmark or a rock or something that affiliates that past person yeah with that place so it's like i'm gonna go to this tree that was doused with that energy energy. i can't it's very hard to put simplistic terms to some of this stuff because there's so many specific terms that are used. And it comes down to everyone's individual perception of things as well. And this is where the line gets blurry with all religions, is that everyone takes what they want from mm-hmm. practices. And that's how a lot of cults are formed. Yeah. Someone takes one specific aspect. And there are voodoo cults. There's quite a few of them, actually. Mm-hmm. And we will discuss some of these in future. Dun, dun, dun. There's recently been issues in Jamaica with one of them. Oh, dear. Yes, that involved a suicide pact. Again, this is someone bastardising a religion. Yeah, yeah. And there's good bastardization of religions, and then there's bad. Like, people can take what aspects they want and take all the positives out of all the religions. Fine by me. But then there's also people who take all the negatives. And then you're disrupting the balance. You need to have all of it. 
you got to live life in balance. You've got to put out positive and negative out there. Mm-hmm. And we all know there are people out there who just give off negative vibes. Ooh, and yeah. in Voodon, those people are the ones who generally are outcasts from that community itself yeah. because they're very community-driven. Yeah. And it's not... If you're an outcast in Voodon, you are an outcast in your area. That's right. And it's kind of sad in a way, but these people are often seen because they're such negative energy, they'll always create a disturbance in the balance. Think Jedis. Oh, there's a disturbance in the force. Much evil do I sense. Yes. That their hate flow through you. But Voodon is a very, very interesting religion. Yeah. And I also like, because it was a long time, like, Catholicized and underground, a lot of Voodon practices are dictated around the Christian calendar now, too. Yeah. But they've just embraced it. They don't see it as a whitewash, per se, on Uh, their religion. They've seen it as an adaptation to how they do things. Now it's more... There's more structure has now been added to the religion rather than... Yeah. See, again, not focusing on the negative. And embracing what came of. Yeah. Um... Like, obviously not saying that that introduction is a good thing, but they, they, they're not going to dwell on the negative. Yeah, they don't dwell on it. They embrace what has occurred to them. Yeah. And I think that's the best part of Voodoo, mm. is I that agree. it's all about just taking life for what it throws at you and throw back the positive or the negative in hopes that it rebalances. Yeah. Karma. Karma. But karma is... A whole um, different ballgame. Yeah. Karma... Karma's in a lot of religions, but not often under the name of karma. But voodoo. Voodoo. But, as we said, it's not just voodoo dolls. It's not just voodoo dolls and animal sacrifice. Though they are voodoo dolls and sacrifice. There is voodoo dolls and sacrifice. But, as we just told you... They're yes. for different purposes. Yes, and we might have a discussion one day about because and Santa Maria and other parts of Voodoo. Yeah, because it'd be very interesting. But let us know what you like about Voodoo. Yeah, what what have we enlightened you about today? What what stereotypes did we smash, and what misconceptions did we educate you on? And is there anything else you want to know about voodoo? Yeah. What what more would you like to know? Is there a lower that you have any interest in? Or do you need me to put a hex on anyone? <laughs> just to break apart everything we just said. No, you're not um, going to hex people. No, I don't do that. No. People bring the negative energy to themselves. Yeah. And that's just the lowers doing, doing what they do. Yep. But I think that's about all we have time yeah, for. Yeah, I hope you all enjoyed our first occult episode. Well, is it our first occult episode, in a way? Mm, our first specific occult episode. But we it's not even a cult, really, if we think about it. A cult is more the abnormal outside, and we haven't discussed the abnormality of Voodoo. We've just discussed what Voodoo is. Mm-hmm. Maybe. What's your opinion? Is it occultish or not occultish? Tell us in the comments on Instagram. You can find us everywhere. You just need to look at Drag to to Hell. hell. We keep it pretty simple. Alright. Well, I think that is all that we have time for today. But remember, children, there's always one thing you should do. Drink Drink the the Kool-Aid!